0: welcome to dads with daughters in this show we spotlight dads resources and more to help you be the best dad you can be welcome back to the dads with daughters podcast where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives raising them to be strong independent women you know every week i try to bring you a father that is doing some great things to be able to not only be a great dad but also working to help other fathers in different ways and every father does that in a little bit different way and today's guest is doing some unique things as well. We're going to talk about that. But we always start the show with an opportunity to delve a little bit deeper into our guest as a dad. And today, Craig Parks is with us. He's going to be sharing some of his own journey as a father of two. Craig, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: It's a pleasure to be with you, Chris. Thanks.
0: It is my pleasure having you here. As I said, I always love to start the interview with some questions about you as a dad. And I always start the show with an opportunity to turn the clock back in time, and I know you've got two kids—you got a son and a daughter—and because this is the Dads with Daughters podcast, we're going to focus on your daughter. I know your daughter's seven, but we're going to t- we'll talk about your son as well. But as you—you you already had one child, and then then you had a second child coming on the way. I want to turn the clock back in time to that first moment—that first moment when you found out that you were going to be a dad to a daughter. What was going through your head?
1: I laugh because I was pretty nervous I'll be really candid that I never really wanted a daughter And not because I didn't think that I would love my daughter It was that as somebody who I've worked with kids of all ages Literally from babies to college students Professionally for three decades now And and just seeing what girls have to deal with I just feel like daughters might take 10 years off of dad's lives (laughs) I was always nervous I think that the things that, that girls and young women have to deal with are a lot harsher. And I felt like as a dad of a boy, I could always kind of raise him to be respectful and to be really, really good citizen in terms of his relationship with women. But it felt a little scarier of a world for girls and young women with all the things that they have to deal with. right? I mean, and certainly as somebody who's worked really closely with the kids of all ages and teens as well, they've let me into their life and into their world. And so I was actually, I was kind of nervous about having a daughter. And when I found out from my first child that I was having a son, I was kind of relieved. and, And not because like the traditional, the dad just wants to play ball with his son kind of thing, but just in terms of kind of the larger world vision of what that means to raise a boy in this world as opposed to raising a girl. And we ended up having, like I said, a boy for our first child. And that was its own unique journey because my son, who's 17 now, he's on the autism spectrum. So that journey was quite unique. And it took us about ten years to have the courage to go for another one for a lot of reasons around that. And I'm so glad we did because my daughter, who's now seven, she's incredible. But it it also had me prepare. So when I found out I was having a girl, I was excited because one, my wife always wanted to have a girl. And I've worked with so many kids that I, I knew, well, you know what, I could be very, very intentional. Some of it is you get what you get in terms of the kids that you get. But I think there are things that we could do as parents as well that, that help us. And so I knew that, all right, if I'm going to have a girl, I want her to own every bit of power that she has in every cell of her being so that she, she doesn't feel weak or helpless or some of the, the messages that girls get taught by our society. And, and I have been intentional really from day one. I mean even giving her a mantra that you know she got from day one. So if you go up to my daughter and you ask her hey what what are you she'll say I'm, I'm powerful and creative. You know and that's that's one of her mantras and she truly does own it which is really cool.
0: Talk to me about that mantra. How did you first start to engage her in that and how did you decide that you wanted to engage her in that in that way too?
1: Well, I've seen so many girls Not own their power in a lot of different ways. So I'm—I've been running a summer camp for kindergarten through sixth grade for 25 years. I'm a director of a camp. I'm also a professional musician and a kids musician. And it's funny, you know. Oftentimes, even if I'm doing a song like you know Old MacDonald or Wheels on the Bus, where I'll be with young kids and ask them, you know, for suggestions, like what else does Old MacDonald have on his farm or what else is happening on the bus, I notice that the boys often will be loud in their suggestions. And I noticed that the girls often will be
0: very, very quiet
1: in their, the actual volume of their answers, but also in the space that they take up. And I find it really, really interesting. And oftentimes with with girls will be like, Hey, say it louder, own your voice, you know? And, and so I knew with my own daughter from day one, like she, I want her to relate to herself as not having to, um, To cower or whimper or not own every ounce of her own power and creativity. And, you know, and it comes out in different ways, right? I mean, when you're a dad and you see your child fall, maybe girls are more likely to get picked up and scooped up and like, Oh, are you okay? Then boys traditionally will be told, get up, you're tough, you know, don't cry. But you know, with with my daughter, you know, when she was really young, I, when she would fall, I wouldn't just run to her. I would—I came up with a song, you know. And so the song would be, when you fall down, you get right back up when you fall. And so we created this song. And obviously, if she ever fell and was she was really hurt, you could tell in that kind of cry. Of course, I would take care of her and nurture her. But if she just fell and got a little scrape or something, I want her to know that she's resilient. She's strong. And she does relate to herself that way now, which is really, really great. And I, I know it's not all me, but I think... Having that level of just being really conscientious about that kind of thing and giving her that mantra as well. Just knowing that, wow, she's powerful and she's creative. Like, and, you know, when she was certainly, you know, in utero, I was still saying that and then she was born, I would say it and say it. And then when she started talking, I'd be like, what are you? She's like, powerful and creative, you know, it was very adorable. But then as she got older, I was able to tell her like what really that means. Like, you know, if she had a friendship or she told a funny joke, I'm like, check it out. You have the power to create laughter and friendship, and love and kindness. You have the power to create really great things in this world. So own it. Don't give up your power. Don't give up your voice. And it's been really incredible to be be the parent of, of this girl, of my little Nishamala.
0: Now, I know that you said that having a daughter was something that you originally didn't really want because you were a little, it sounded like you might have had a little bit of fear. And I think there's a lot of, there's fear that's definitely out there for a lot of dads as they think about having daughters and what that means and, and how they can be the best dad that they can be for that daughter in their lives. So as you now reflect back and you look at your daughter now, what what would you say is your biggest fear? What's your biggest fear in raising daughters in today's society?
1: You know, I still have those fears that I did before around kind of the societal things that are going on. You know, I, I, again, I think that I've worked with you know thousands and thousands of, of kids in my career. And Seeing things like eating disorders and of course that can afflict and doesn't afflict boys as well But the great proportion of kids who have body image issues is girls. There's that there's a lot around sex and sexuality And I want my daughter to have a really good healthy strong sexuality And I've known a a lot of girls who really struggled to have that and they've gotten themselves into uh, well, they've, they've they've really struggled and um and this isn't just for girls i think it's the way that we raise our boys as well around sex and sexuality so i certainly worry about those things and certainly going through you know seeing the me too movement happen where all of us got a lot more aware of conscious of it seems like every single woman has her stories of this and so i certainly have some fears around that but i also think that we as dads have to do our part, whether we're raising boys or raising girls to have the kinds of conversations that often our own dads did not have with us for a variety of reasons. And we have to have the courage to, to have those conversations and not just the talk, but ongoing conversations about what does it mean to be a human being and to own your voice and own your body and who gets access to your voice and who gets access to your body and to respect other people's voices and bodies as well.
0: You know, that is so important. You know, it's it's something that I think that, as you said, a lot of our own fathers did not have with us, but it is something that now we're forced into to have those type of conversations. They're not easy conversations to have, um, but they're also internal conversations that we need to have with uh, within ourselves to be able to... Identify: are there things within ourselves that we need to address to be able to be a better father, be a better supporter and advocate, not only for our own daughters, but for other women in society. Um, So I really appreciate that you share that. Now, as you look at the relationship that you have with your daughter, what would you say is one of the favorite things that you and your daughter like to do together?
1: (laughs) So I I just got to share this because this has been really phenomenal. You talk about being powerful and being creative, when the pandemic first hit, I found myself, I wasn't able to go to work and it really affected me greatly as it did a lot of people. And I fell into a little bit of a depressive funk, you know, and I think, and I was thinking about the message that I give to my daughter and certainly we're role models, not just what we say, but what we do. And so my daughter was five at the time. And I turned to her and I realized I'm not going to just wallow here. I need to be creative and own the power I have. And so I turned to her and I said, hey, I said, hey, Nishama, do you want to do a show with me? And she was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, okay. And so on Facebook, we created a weekly show called Parks Party Central. And it's got activities that parents could do with their kids. It's got music and comedy. And we ended up having musical guests as well. And it, And we did interactive games with people who'd show up live. And so every week, we would, we would do the show. And You know, when the pandemic first started, a lot of us thought, "Oh, okay, we're going to be in lockdown for a month or so." And I thought, "This would be fun doing like you know three or four shows." And then it became clear this was going to be an ongoing thing. I thought, "Oh my God, how do I create content? How do I do a show with my daughter (laughs) for this whole time?" We end up doing. We've done sixty three episodes now, and and really, what it did, Chris, was amazing for me. Was it? It showed me how to be really present. I mean, and I feel like I was present before, but. When I was thinking, okay, what are we going to do on the show this week? At first I was nervous, but then I realized that spending so much time with my daughter during the week and being really present, meaning not having my phone on me all the time and not, you know, poo-pooing her in any way, but like really being present with her to every opportunity for humor and for fun and for silliness, things would naturally happen just in that level of presence that we would both go, oh my gosh, let's put that on the show. And so the thing that I, I love to do with her is just be with her and play with her and just notice, just really pay attention to what's going on and look for opportunities to make her laugh. And and she does the same thing with me. I mean, she's really, really hilarious. So, you know, there's so many things I love doing with her, but I think putting the show together is definitely one of the most fun things ever. And, and I think it's really given her a real life example of what does it mean to be powerful and creative? We could have just been depressed, right? But instead we were like, let's show parents things they can do and let's show them how much fun it is to just be with each other. And we certainly did that. And you know, we're not doing the show weekly now, but we're we're still occasionally putting on episodes. And I put a couple on YouTube. So there are two of the sixty three are on YouTube right now. It's called Parks Party Central. And it, you know, give you an idea of you could certainly see the relationship and, and the love that we have. And also we would put on, we would do these silly commercials during the week to invite people to come and join us. So that's just really fun, just playing with my daughter, just being with her. Cause she's really, really interesting. And she's really fun.
0: Being able to find ways to bring humor, bring fun into, I'm gonna say a world that was kind of confusing and probably scary for some kids and for even some adults as we were dealing with something that none of us had ever dealt with. I mean, it's doing things like that, not only is it's amazing to be able to hear the story behind it, but also it's amazing to see and to be able to see how you were able to create something together that brought you closer together and allowed for you to be able to build a stronger bond. And I think that that's part of the, the, the importance of being a father a father to a daughter, a father to a son, is to find those unique ways that you can create those unique memories, but also unique experiences to be able to really connect closer in those different ways. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today was something that, that you've created to be able to help parents in many different ways, help dads, help parents in general to reduce stress and, and increase the parenting joy. I know, as as any parent knows, that sometimes it is stressful, sometimes You get in your own head and the stress takes over. And sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, you know, this is not fun. (laughs) Now, saying that, I can also say there is a lot of joy and there is a lot of fun to being a parent as well. But you have started something called Parenting Harmony and you're working with different um, individuals to help them to find that, that joy again, to reduce stress. Tell me about what you've created here and, the, and how you're working with people to be able to do just that.
1: Parenting Harmony is an opportunity for me to share what I've learned in 30 years of, of working with kids and certainly being a parent to, to two kids. And as a musician, I have a whole albums worth of songs that are really they're not kind of the traditional just kids music. They were written with my kids without a guitar. I was just kind of with them. So during bath time or during bedtime or during eating time um, or we just like play. And, and all these songs started emerging with both my kids, but really a lot of them with my daughter. You know, even when she was two and she discovered the word no, you know, a lot of parents get can get very frustrated. And I could, too. I ended up writing a song called, My Favorite Word is No, that really took her out of her defiance, and we both kind of laugh about it. So, Parenting Harmony is an opportunity for me to, to teach kind of the secrets of a longtime camp director and dad, so that parents can have access to their own power to create more joy and lessen the, the stress. You know, I, this method called Parenting A to E, which, which I call A being our affect, E being the effect. If we get really, really conscious, well, what kind of relationship, what kind of effect do we want to have with our kids? Whether it's okay, I want to be fun, or I, I want a trusting relationship, I want more love or more sweetness, or whatever it is, whatever the effect we're going for. All we have to work with is our bodies, is our affect, right? Our voice and our body. What is our body language like? What is our voice? What are the things we are saying? What's the volume? What's the, you know, what what are the word choices? even in our body language, what are we, what are we doing? And, and when I teach all my staff all these years, these are things that we talk about. I mean, something as simple as, you know, when you're with a child, whether you're standing up and towering over them or you bend down to get eye level, like the enormous impact that has on relationship. So parenting harmony is really a, an opportunity for parents to learn these kinds of things, which will open up their own creativity and which will allow them to have memorable experiences that so when their children are 25 or 30 years old they'll look back on their childhood and just have this whole stream of memories of happy memories that they've had with their parents and i know music is one of the very very strong memory making machines that we have available to us um, but any activities that we do too so parenting harmony is that opportunity for parents to learn about the parenting a to e method and getting access to all these songs um, that they could do with their young children, and in activities as well.
0: Now it sounds like a great program, and definitely something that parents ha- well, may have an interest in finding out more about. If a parent is interested in working with you in this. How does that work? And what does it look like in you working with them to be able to work through this A to E method?
1: So, there's a, a couple of things. One, if they go to Parenting Harmony, www.parentingharmony.com, they'll get on my email list and they'll get a song and they'll also get a video. But then they'll get regular emails where I'm explaining a lot of this stuff. Um. I'm in the process of, I'm going to develop a digital course that will be available, but if people want to work with me individually, do some individual coaching, then they can write to me at Parks at parentingharmony.com, and I'm going to be taking on a, a limited number of, of clients as well, so those are a couple of ways, but um, eventually the digital course will be available, and I'm really excited to to be developing this. and part of the, the emails I'm sending out is to get also feedback from parents to get more sense of what are they struggling with and how can I help them and, and I believe that there's a number of things that you know, they'll, they'll see in this coaching and in this course that will give them access to just tons more joy. So a lot of it is, is for younger kids, kind of the two to six or two to seven. But I also do a lot of work and have done a lot of work with parents of teens and teenagers as well, the music and activities certainly more for the younger kids, but the coaching can be for the for the older groups as well.
0: Well, it sounds like a great program, and definitely something that uh, that I will make sure that it are, is in our notes today. Because um, you know, for all of us, it, we all need resources, we all need ways to be able to connect um, and be able to better understand what we can do to be able to to be a better father. And it, and I think the the challenge that a lot of us run into is there's an expectation there's an expectation that we all know what it means to be a good dad that will just innately understand what that means that we have good role models in our you know in our lives and that's not always the case that's not always the case not everybody does have quality role models that they have seen in their life to be able to be to be able to understand what good fathering means and sometimes it takes some time and sometimes it you need a mentor you need a resource and i'm sure you've seen that along the way as well.
1: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I've been so privileged to do the work that I do. And so many teens and so many kids allow me to be a mentor for them. I was just talking to one of my former teens. He's now 34. He's going to be 35 in a couple months. And he was reflecting back with me a time when he was 16. He was going through a very, very hard time. And he ended up in, in the hospital for his mental issues. And he was talking about how recently he was reflecting back on that time working with a therapist and just the level of shame he had. And, and, but he was saying that, you know, my influence there, and I was one of the few that just kind of loved him through it and accepted him through it, helped him through that time. And we do, we're all going to have rough times, right? And, and we all need information that's going to want to inspire us, but also educate us so that we'll know how to deal with with various things that come up. You know, I want to share this story because when I became a dad for the first time, I was at my local racquetball center and I'd met this guy randomly. I'd never met him before, but I told him, hey, in a couple months, I'm going to be a dad. And he was great. He said, okay, I want to tell you something that nobody told me when I was going to be a dad and I wish that they had. He said, and I'm like, oh, please tell me, tell me. (laughs) He says, okay. This is what I want you to know. When my child was born, at the birth, my child came out purple and I freaked out and I had no idea that that was like a normal thing. And it's funny because when my son was born, he actually did come out purplish and until, you know, they got him crying and then it's, you know, turned normal color. And if I had not known that, I would have also been totally freaked out and scared. And here's this dad that shared this great information with me. And I thought, you know what? I have been working with kids for three decades. I've got two of my own kids. I want to share all these things that will make parenting so much more enjoyable. Even something like, you know, if your kids have their clothes all over the floor and you're nagging them and they hate that you're nagging them to put it in the hamper and there's tension and there's negative energy. I've got a way of dissipating all the negative energy and instead making it connecting, playful, joyful, so that in the end, you're left with really great connection rather than kind of this division, you know, this thing I call kick and catch, which is just really fun. And, you know, hey, get your underwear, your shirt on your foot, kick it up in the air and see if you can catch it and then slam dunk it. Right. And it becomes fun. It becomes a game. In the end, the clothes are off the floor and you and your kid just had fun. And they they had, you get a connecting moment rather than, nagging them. And so there's there's ways to make things fun and playful and connecting. And so if you're really conscious about wanting to create the kind of relationship where your kids are not going to be intimidated or scared from you, but really they see you as that role model that you're talking about, Chris, right? As somebody that, wow, they've got my back and they love me. And and then even when we do make mistakes that we can go to them and apologize so they could see we're human, we're not perfect, and we don't expect them to be either. So I, I am really excited about finally taking this long career of mine and now sharing all of this information beyond just the local level, which I've been doing here in, in San Diego.
0: Now we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five, where, we ask you, where I ask you five questions to delve a little bit deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? Let's do it. In one word, what is fatherhood? Love. When was the time that you finally felt like you succeeded at being a father to a daughter? I think that's kind of ongoing. This is the first time,
1: maybe when, when she was, <laughs> when she was a, well, this may not be the first time, but this is, this is something that when she was a kindergartner at the camp that I run, and she got up in front of the entire camp, and she did a little game with me called, What is Nashama Saying? And just seeing that she had no fear, that she was, to, like she just took the microphone and just owned it. And just saying, This is a girl who is really, really fearless. Like she's just willing to totally express herself. And, and seeing that in live action, I'm like, All right, maybe we're doing something right here.
0: Now, if I was to ask your kids this question, how would they describe you as a dad?
1: I think they'd say, I'm pretty silly and, um, and fun and funny. Who inspires you to be a better dad? My kids and all the kids that I work with. I just think that there's no greater responsibility than if you're going to choose to be a dad than that job. And it's one of the hardest jobs as well, but it's also one of the most rewarding. So I think it's it's all the kids that I work with. You know, I think that if somebody were to go up to you and say, if you could change one thing about the world, that would be that would make it radically different and better. You know, for me, I would say if every child grew up in a loving home free from abuse and free from addiction and free from abandonment and free from all those things, gosh, if every child was just brought up in a loving home the, this, across the planet, this world would look really radically different.
0: Now, you've given some different pieces of advice and shared some things that you're doing to be able to help other dads that are out there. But what's one piece of advice you'd want to leave with other dads?
1: The one thing I guess I would want all dads to think about is what do they really want in terms of their relationship with their children? Like what Like get really conscious about it. Like for me, I'm really conscious that I want my kids to um, view me as a loving and trusting source for them. And even though I, I have to and I do set boundaries, that they know that I am always there, and I've got their best interests. And that way, when we mess up, we can, if we're aware that we want to be loving, trusting, then we could say even when we mess up, not not in the right and wrong, but more effective and ineffective. We could in any moment we we could kind of guide ourselves and be like, hey, are we being effective if that's really what we're after? You know, and we're all going to have our human moments. You know, I remember, you know, my daughter, like, kept spilling her water bottle in the back of my car over and over and over again. And one day I just, I kind of lost it, you know? And I ended up like, oh, you know? And I ended up, like, grabbing this piece of paper and drying it up, and it turned out it was, like, one of her pieces of art. And, And it was not one of my best moments, right? And later on the evening at bedtime... I could go to her, and you know, and she was she was crying because I was upset, and I was doing this thing, and you know, I I just said to her, I was like, hey, that was not my best moment, and I'm really sorry. And so I think that I could look back and be like, okay, if I want to create a loving and trusting space, was handling it that way effective? I could clearly no, it was not. And but I could also repair it, right? I could go to her and say, wow, I'm human, and I'm really sorry, sweetie. That is like is not how I want to be in that moment so yeah I think just being really conscious about the kind of relationship we want and then measuring against how are we using our voice and how are we using our body and is it are we being effective
0: in that? Well, I just want to say thank you. thank you so much for being here today for sharing what you are doing to be able to help dads be better dads. Now if people want to find out more about you, your your programs or your music, where's the best place for people to go? So um, they can write to me
1: at Craig Parks at
0: parentingharmony.com.
1: And I have a couple of my songs on Spotify right now, um, but again, I have a whole album's worth. And again, if they if they go to parentingharmony.com and they sign up for, they got younger kids, there's a song called Dancing on Daddy's Shoulders, which can be also adapted to Dancing on Mommy's Shoulders. But this is a song that is so fun and easy to do with your kids, so bonding and silly, and you don't have to be a great singer. You don't even have to be, like, any voice can get it done. And... It's, it's just a lot of fun. So they can get, they can get hold of me at Craig Parts at parentingharmony.com. And they can see, you know, if they want examples of some of the episodes I've done with my daughter, they can go to YouTube and go to Parks Party Central and just kind of see the kind of relationship we have. And if they, they want to see more of the episodes, they can get in touch with me and I can tell them how to do that.
0: Well, Craig, thanks so much for being here. And I wish you all the best.
1: Chris, thank you so much. And thanks for all that you're doing for, for all the dads and all the daughters out there. It's really, really incredible work that you're doing.
0: If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's
1: full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons, we make the meals, we buy them presents,
0: bring your A-game, cause those kids are growing fast, the time goes by just like a dynamite blast, calling astronauts and firemen.